Welcome to the Israel Conversation by Massah Leadership and Impact Center, the content engine behind Massah Israel Journey. We bring contemporary, challenging, and compelling Israel issues to light in ways that help us stay connected with what's really going on on the ground. Hi, and welcome to the Israel Conversation podcast. We're doing something a little different today. I'm going to be your co-host. My name is Liel Zahaviasa, here as always with today co-host... Michael Unterberg. Hi, Michael. How are you today? Good. How's it going? Great. I'm good. Um, today we have a really uh, unique and awesome guest with us on the podcast. Um, want to introduce her? Sure. Mayan Shapurkar is part of the Bene Israeli community in, in, in India. She worked as the program manager for young adult engagement at the JDC for the past six years and is currently a Masaf fellow volunteering and staying in Netanya, Israel. Welcome, Mayan. Thank you. Hey, Mayan. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. Thanks for joining us. How do you guys know each other from before? We just knew each other from the Massage Shabbaton. Mm. And it was cool that we also have like some friends in common, some friends from India. Mm-hmm. That's right. Some Indian Indian Jewish friends in common. And and uh, yeah, Massah is, you know, always doing some something, Shabbaton, Summit, whatever it is. So, so we were able to meet there, connect there. Um, so Mayan, we understand that last week specifically you were on a, a, the Masa summit for the the leadership summit for the whole week, right? Is that something that only specific people get to be chosen to go to, or um, everyone kind of has the opportunity to join that? No, you have to apply, and uh, there's like an entire form that you fill. You write about yourself and your past experiences with leadership, and. Uh, then they like go through the forms and then they, based on that, they select. So that's how you get to the leadership summit. I heard many more people applied, but around 140 people were selected. Oh, wow. Very cool. And how, how was it? How was the experience? I really had a great time. There were people from like 15 different countries. So in terms of meeting new people, doing like different Massa programs was amazing. I also got to like learn more about different programs that Massa is doing for me because I only knew about the teaching fellows. But it was nice to see how like people are doing so many other things through Massa. And also mm-hmm. the leadership summit in general was pretty interesting. It was like a good break for me from school. And I could I'd go spend time uh, with so many other people in a, in a nice place and like learn from like really inspiring people. So I really enjoyed it. Cool. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you even came to Massa? Like what was your story and, and how you got to where you got to today? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, uh, like, after I finished college, I was uh, working with the JDC and the young adults there in the local community. The JDC is the American Joint Distribution Committee. And uh, I used to work with people between 18 to 30, like, around that age group. But I always wanted to work with kids. And um, after around almost six years with JDC, I was looking for something different, like a change. And I heard about this teaching fellowship. And I thought it would be like perfect for me to apply. And also coming from India, I'd always like lived with my family. It's very general for like people in India to live with their parents until mostly until they get married or like if they like move to another city or another country to study or work. So I live with my parents and I thought this would be like a nice opportunity to like become a little more independent and like live in a different country, especially because it's Israel. And at the same time, know that I have Massa to support me because it would be very different making Aliyah and like, because the challenges 
if you make aliyah you have to like fend for yourself like do everything on your own but here i have masa so that part is like taken care of and i get to work with kids and teach in schools so that's pretty interesting and then that's why i applied and i'm here I don't think most of our listeners really have a sense of what life is like in the Jewish community in India. Can you like just like how 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 do you explain to us? Like I have my own images of growing up in the states, or I even have a sense of like how Israelis grow up. But what's life like growing up in the Jewish community in India? So growing up in India is like always being the only Jewish girl in your class in school, mm. or the only Jewish girl in college, or like most like. Like if you go to restaurants or parties, you're always the only Jewish person there. I've had like teachers telling me, "Oh, you're my first Jewish student," and I've had like people asking me, "Which God do you pray to? How does your God look? Or what's your wow. God's name?" And it's like sometimes not easy to answer these questions, especially because in India most of the people are Hindus and they uh, they worship idols and they have like. 330 million gods or something too many mm-hmm. gods and a lot of different names for their gods so for them to comprehend the fact that you can't see god or you can't take the name of god is like very different so it's not easy to answer those questions but um it also kind of makes me unique in this space and they always want to like know more about my religion and what i do and how we pray um like for example i always like as a kid i always like you know used to hang out with my friends um after school in the evenings and it was only fridays that i couldn't really go and hang out with my friends and they were always like why don't you come on friday evenings mm. and then i told them like i have prayers at home and so one day my dad was like why don't you invite them home and my friends came over and they sat with me at the shabbat table and it was really nice like they they like so in india actually we have books uh, that are transliterated in marathi so they could actually read the prayers they didn't understand anything but like but they could read through and um, also the kiddush we have like a tradition where we make uh, the wine at home it's not exactly wine it's more like um, mm. grape juice from like dried black grapes so they could try that and the ha'etz and the ha'adama and so they got to like learn more about like what shabbat is and i don't i didn't like really feel bad about like missing my playtime with my friends hmm. so yeah so people who are close to me they kind of understand my religion better and they understand me better so yeah that's what's like wow how does it feel now that you're in you've been in israel for a few months right um since september or august august um what is what is it like to be a jew in israel Now that you've spent your whole life as a Jew in India, with that experience, what does it feel like to be a Jew in Israel? First of all, it's not like my first time to Israel. I've been to Israel like a few times, but this is like my longest time. And it's really good to come back and to know that I have more time on my hands to explore the country. And I love Move It. It just gives me this feeling that I can travel wherever I want on my own. Because when I came as a tourist or on other programs, I always had like my family who like drive me around, and I'd be like kind of dependent on them. But now I can be more independent. But it's cool because in Israel, I can just like walk into a restaurant and like eat something that's uh, that's meat. You know, in India, it's like I would hang out with my friends, but I only eat vegetarian stuff. I can't really have mm-hmm. um because we don't get kosher stuff in restaurants. Here it's the feeling is like okay you can just walk into wherever and have shawarma or meat or whatever you want which is mm-hmm. really cool. Also uh sometimes I feel like I see synagogues and I see the Magen David and I'm oh my god Magen David and then it strikes me oh I'm in Israel because <laughs> it, in India to see that is like wow but here it's like everywhere. 
so yeah, it, it's really fun and it's really nice to know that there are like so many Jewish people around and I'm not like the unique one, which is okay, but like it's cool. I like it. <laughs> I was just going to ask if you knew a lot about Israel before you came to Israel. Like in India, they, did they teach you about Israel? Did you learn about that in your community? So I always grew up knowing that Israel like is a very special country for us. And I actually have a lot of uh, family in Israel. Most Indians have a lot of family in Israel because people are making Aliyah all the time. Hmm. But uh, so my first connection with Israel, I would say, is mostly with food. Because whenever my relatives visited, they would always bring me pisli and hmm. all the Israeli food, hummus and all of that. So I would always look forward to them coming and visiting me. I visited Israel a few times as a kid. But I would say my first, like my my first real or more meaningful experience was when I came with Taglit and I was just 18 then. And it was, that's when I actually learned more about Israel. Birthright, and, basically. Birthright, yes. Yeah. Um, that's when I like got to experience the country firsthand. I stayed over mm. a little bit, visited my family and... Uh, it was nice to have the soldiers with us, the IDF soldiers. It was really cool. So that's when I learned more about Israel. But after that, I came on a few other programs, the Young Jewish Leaders Diplomatic Seminar with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, came for the World Union of Jewish Students and a few programs with JDC. So that's how I like learned more about Israel. But but yeah, I think that's it. And also, like back home, I learned a little bit of Hebrew. Like my parents speak a little bit of Hebrew. So that's when I started learning a little bit of that but but not much like my hebrew is not great i can speak a little bit okay that's what you need for starters you don't need more than that at the beginning but where, where in india do you live i live in mumbai that's that's like a huge huge city like how far like how how many synagogues are there it's like super populated right yes it's uh one of the most populated city in all of india and also has like the biggest jewish population in all hmm. of India, like most of the Jews stay in Mumbai and another place called Thani, which is also like an hour away from Mumbai. Yeah, we have like seven synagogues, but not all of them are active. They used to be much more active earlier, but like with so many people making Aliyah, our population is like getting smaller hmm. and it's hard to find people to get a minyan in the synagogue. So there are like a few Two or three synagogues that are very uh, like active only on Shabbat because they have like regular members who would like go there for Shabbat, and otherwise you have more people coming during high holidays. But but yeah, that's that's it. We also have like a JCC in Mumbai. the The only Jewish community center in all of India is in Mumbai. That's also where mm-hmm. I worked because the JDC has the office in the JCC space. So right. that's like the Jewish hub, and that's where I would go to like find my Jewish community. And that was a busy place? Like Jews are there every day? Busy place, yes. Not every day, mostly Sundays mm. because uh, we get the day oh, off. So we have like work. children's yeah. programs in the morning. Yeah. And uh, like basically all age groups coming in at different times. And if you have like festival celebrations, like everyone will like come in together and, and spend time with the JCC. And I was wondering in terms of like in America, so like here in Israel, there's different levels of observance, but we don't like call them different names. There's just, there's more observant and less observant. And in America, there are like different movements, Orthodox, conservative, reform. How is it in, in, like, how is Jewish culture, Jewish ritual, Jewish religious observance, how does that work in Mumbai? 
So in general, on the whole, I would say the community is more traditional and conservative. And we don't have these very clear uh, lines between people who are orthodox. And yeah, it's like, very American. Yeah. Yeah. American, maybe a little bit in Israel, but definitely not in India. But we do have like a small group that call themselves Reform. And they have like a Reform rabbi, a woman who comes from Israel and she like have services. Mm. And they have their services at the JCC. They have a synagogue, but... Like it's under innovation and things like that. But like we do have like a reformed Jewish group, especially mm. because in India we have like mixed marriages. So mm. not a lot, but yes. And uh, sometimes people still want to like raise their kids Jewish or like still maybe they want to get their partner to like learn more about Judaism. And then they sometimes don't feel very welcome in the in the other synagogues. And then they would like prefer going to the reform um mm. Jewish group and they would um, that's where also they have prayers more in English so they find it like they can connect better they can read they can understand what they're saying so mm -hmm. that's when they would go there but like on the whole it's more like conservative like I would say mm -hmm. that's what I am mm -hmm. Do you feel like you've been able to find a Jewish community here in Israel? I mean it's an it's kind of an ironic question but I think it's an important one because People assume that in Israel, it's it's very easy to find Jewish community mm -hmm. just because everyone's Jews, like you said. Um, but that's not always so true. And I think sometimes even coming from the outside, it's even more difficult because you're so used to being the minority and being a minority community. Um, and so usually the, the Jews kind of will come together when they're minority. And here we're majority. And so um, is that something that you looked for? Is it something that you're missing? Is it something that you found? Like, how do you experience Jewish community here in Israel? It's a very interesting question because for me, I never thought about it that way. For me, it's like, this is, all of Israel is like my Jewish community. And in because if you ask me this question, when I'm living in India, yes, I do find my community. When I go to the JCC or in a synagogue or at a wedding, that's like where I would say is my Jewish community. But here, I never think of it that way. It's like everyone's Jewish and I just feel a part of the larger Jewish community. And I've, I felt pretty welcome here. I did go to like a few Indian synagogues in Ashdod because my with my family, they like took me there during high holidays. And mm -hmm. I mean, even though I'm Indian Jewish, I I don't really feel like, um, like I'm different in any way. I mean, yeah, I'm different if, if you like see in, the, in terms of my culture and my background, but like being Jewish just makes me feel like a part of the bigger community. Mm. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Does, do you have, do you get any like weird questions or from your students? Because a lot of Israeli kids don't even understand the concept that there are Jews who are living outside of Israel, let alone Jewish, like people who are living in India um, or even America or whatever. Do they, do you get like weird questions from kids? Do you get weird questions from other, other Israelis that you meet along the way? So sometimes some of my kids, when I say India, they don't really understand. They don't know mm. about India. They don't know where India mm. is. But some of them understand if they're a little bit older. They Like uh, my teaching partner says, I'm from America. And they're like, America. And then when I say I'm from <laughs> India, they're like, whoa, who do India? So that's really cool when they understand it. Mm -hmm. And they ask me, so what language do you speak in India? Say something in your local language. And then they try to say it. So it's really funny mm -hmm. and cute. 
Yeah, weird questions. Mm, I wouldn't say weird, but like I always get a lot of questions because they all want to know what what it's like being Jewish in India, especially when I meet people at the Shabbaton or the other seminars, the leadership seminars. So, yeah, they some people ask me, do you have like cows in the street and all? But I think those are more like like Indian questions, not like Jewish. Mm-hmm. Indian. But yeah. Well, now you'll be able to send them this podcast episode and you don't have to answer every individual person. So let's get it all in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find that, that that your Hindu friends and neighbors are overall tolerant? Like, in, in general, polytheists are, are pretty tolerant people because they don't have any, like, God exclusivity. So, like, okay, you have another God. Like, that's fine. Uh, or, 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 or are there – do you sense any anti-Semitism at all in, in, uh, in Mumbai? So – I would say anti-Semitism, no, there's never been anti-Semitism. And the Hindus, they're definitely very tolerant, but I have to mention that they've always been very tolerant because if you go back to the story of how the Jews, especially the Bene Israeli Jews who first came uh, to Maharashtra, which is my state, it was, uh, they had like a shipwreck and they they like settled down in the villages nearby by the coast mm-hmm. and the hindus who were the local people there they welcomed them and they never put any restrictions on them or like they just let them practice their own religion that's how the jews could like you know for so many years more than 2200 years they could keep their jewish identity and at the same time take up some of the the more local uh, traditions and culture in terms of like food and dressing mm-hmm. But they still kept Shabbat and they they actually stopped eating meat because over the years they forgot how to um, slaughter meat in a kosher way. Because in the mm-hmm. shipwreck, they actually lost all their books and their Torah scrolls. And so they they that didn't like stop them from like being Jewish in the way that they were used to. Um, they like had a brit mila for their boys and they also did not work on Shabbat. So they kept all of this and... They could do this basically because the the Hindus were so nice to them and they were very tolerant. And they were also very good. uh, They also had very good relations with the Muslims, actually. If you see, a lot of their houses and their synagogues are located very close to the uh, Muslim mosques and the Muslim uh, neighborhood because there were so many similarities between the Jews and the Muslims, like Mm -hmm. uh, also no idol worship and they prayed on Fridays and we on Saturday and they ate halal and we ate kosher. They were so both minorities. Basically, in, uh, Muslims, not so much a minority. I'm not sure about that time, but like definitely not right now. I think. Th- but yeah, Hindu, there are, there compared are, to the Hindus, yeah. maybe a little bit. Compared to the Hindus, exactly. Yes, yes. But like the Jew, the Jews are like a microscopic minority. They're yeah, basically yeah, yeah. very, very tiny. So, but like it's a this micro is minority. during that time. Yes, yes. How many Jews live in India today? Do you know? I don't know an exact figure. It's very hard to like mention an exact number but like we've been saying around 4,000 for 5,000 but probably even lesser mm-hmm. so Mayan what um what things I mean like we said you've been here for for several months what things um, about Israel surprised you like did you did you have any stereotypes about Israel that all of a sudden um, were changed or ideas about who Israeli people were, things that surprised you, things that were strange to you, or was like pretty normal? Did you like feel like you eased in really well to the culture? 
I'm not sure if I had any stereotypes before I came, but I definitely heard about Israelis being, uh, they could be aggressive sometimes, a little rude. I've heard that. But um, at least as of now, I have not had any personal experiences in that way. Uh, there have been times where I needed a lot of help in terms of uh, the Liu Meat Center and finding out my way just the other day. I was trying to find the, the center to get like a rapid test done. And people were pretty helpful. Like I asked people so many questions and help with move it. And they really helped me. When I'm in supermarket, sometimes I, I want to know what's written. I, I use my Google Lens sometimes, but still it's always helpful to like ask someone. And they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty nice to me, like very sweet. And at least all my experiences have been pretty positive. So, yeah. That's good. That's if you really feel good. left out, we can be jerky to you if that makes you feel better. Like you have an Israeli experience. I could be really rude. I'm from New York. <laughs> I'm good at being really rude. <laughs> What's the biggest difference between here and India? Like in terms of just lifestyle? Anything that stands out? I've actually seen some common things like people honking. I thought it was not so common here, but I've seen a lot of people honking. And uh, some of my American friends find that really <laughs> like annoying. Because in India, everybody honks when they drive all the but time. But in Mumbai, yeah, traffic. everybody honks all the time. So for me, it's not like a big deal. The buses yeah. don't arrive on time. So these are like common things for me. Some of my American friends might find it annoying sometimes. But yeah, I'm okay with the trains not being on time. Mm. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I know it's one of your students' questions, but I actually am curious about food. Like you, you mentioned the, the the wine that you make for Shabbat, but what other foods would like would we want to try if we were eating i know there's this indian restaurants but like in the jewish community like what sort of things would i i've never been to a, a place that served jewish indian food like i don't know is that um, a thing so we don't really have anything such as the jewish indian food i think most of the food we eat is what most of the local people eat but there is the halva that we make for rosh hashanah it's like um that's more like indian jewish so it's basically um, coconut milk with wheat and it takes almost three hours to like make that. And it's non-dairy. So we can eat the halva with meat on Rosh Hashanah and it tastes really good. Wheat, coconut milk and lots of dried nuts. So, yeah, That's cool. And Mayan, are you in thinking ahead? Is, is, is Israel someplace you want to eventually make Aliyah? Do you want to live here? Is is Masa is the experience with Masa helping you for kind of sure, think about it is. that? About Aliyah, I'm not very sure yet, and I feel like I need more time to decide. But like I'm thinking about it, and like this is a good time for me to think about it because uh, Masa is giving me like a first-hand experience of what life could be in Israel and how like if I could like get adjusted to the weather, the community, the the people, the way of living in Israel. So I think 10 months is like an amazing time for me to explore myself and the the country and the life here. So I'm I'm thinking about it. Sometimes I feel like I would I would have loved to like live in India, but like because the community is getting so so small and like so, so much smaller like almost every year, mm-hmm. it's like hard for me to imagine my Jewish future there and it just would be easier to like live in a country like Israel. So, so maybe that kind of forces me to like think about making Aliyah, but otherwise like, um, I would love, like, I really love my life in India and I would prefer like living there. But now I'm starting to think about what if, and then I want to be here. So, yeah. 
when you say you're, you're worried about your future as a Jew in India, do you mean like you personally or like because the community is getting smaller, you're worried it's just going to keep getting smaller and that you're worried about the future of the Jewish community in Mumbai overall, not just you, but is that yeah, what you're saying? Like if you see, there were also a lot, lot of Jews in Kerala down south. But today, there are absolutely no youngsters there. The, like, there were two young girls who were the youngest, and one of them made Aliyah, and the other one is in Mumbai. So now there are only, like, a, maybe around 15 or 20 individuals left, and they're not so young. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen with my community in, in Maharashtra. But, like, with so many people making Aliyah, it's mm-hmm. a little scary. And... So, so yeah, I'm worried about the future of my community and I hope that it keeps growing, but I don't know. I don't know yet. So mm. those fears kind of make me think think about what I want to do and what decision I want to make for myself, whether I want to live there or want to move to Israel. So, yeah. Are, are the people from, are they making Aliyah because it's just, it's a better lifestyle in Israel because they are also concerned about the Indian Jewish community? Why Why is there such a strong aliyah? I think it's different reasons for different people, but like a lot of youngsters um, feel that they have better job prospects probably in Israel also. Sometimes finding a Jewish partner here, a partner in Israel may not be very, in India is not very easy. So they like move to Israel or also like a lot of young families when they're like about to have a baby or they're like planning to have a baby, they'd rather move to Israel and have their kids grow up here rather than in India. So I think it's like different reasons. And sometimes when like kids move, their parents also follow them. So we have more people like leaving. Wow. Are most of the people in your program, are they from the United States? Yes, that's the majority. Is that... Is that a very, is it, do you have like a different way of seeing things? Like I'm assuming you, cause you shared with us that, you know, there's, you don't feel like there's such a big culture gap uh, in terms of your experience in Israel and your experience in India. But I know that there's a lot of people um, who come from the United States and they're, they're in a culture shock sometimes because Israel's so different than the country that they come from. Um, so is it kind of funny? Like the, do you see the culture gaps between you and some of the other Masa participants sometimes? I hear them talking about it and they, they're often talking about the differences in the schools and the kids back home in the U.S. and kids in um, in Israel. So I hear them talking about it. But also, cool. I think in India, also kids are probably a little, like if I had to compare India and Israel, kids are a little more uh, disciplined and probably they won't like uh, speak up and they won't... Um, like go speak up to the teacher. They're more a little shy and a mm. little more quiet compared to the kids here. The kids here are more vocal. They're louder. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But they're kids. So that's yeah. funny. Yeah, but but that that's often when you're talking about kids. So that's when you really see a culture work. In other words, adults are making decisions, but kids are just sort of products of their atmosphere. So there's a messaging mm-hmm. here that you're supposed to be loud and whatever. And in India, there's a message, you're supposed to be quiet. Like, I'm not saying people say that Mm -hmm. to them, but somehow they got that message so that they're, like you're saying in a classroom, it's more, they'll sit at the desk and be more appropriate. Whereas in Israel, they're more jumpy. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? How do I deal with that? I'm kind of getting used to it now. I, I did find it a little hard in the beginning when kids would just like not listen and like run around. 
But um, I think I'm also growing with my experiences and I'm learning to like deal with kids and I think I'm pretty good at it. So I, I have fun. Also, my teacher is really supportive. My host teacher, she's amazing. So like um, I go speak to her if I'm having any issues with the kids and she always like speaks to the kids and tells them like what they need to do and like for them to like understand that they, we have limited time and it's important for them to like be focused so that they can make the most out of their time with me and the other fellows. So yeah, I think that's very helpful to have a nice you think teacher. You think you want to stay in education? That's one of my options because that's something that I studied back in college. Uh, didn't really work in education f- uh, when I was with JDC, but that's definitely one of my options, yeah. Or? Or I could go back to the non-profit Jewish world, uh, like JDC. Mm-hmm. Or, not JDC exactly, but like in that sphere. So either way, you're you're in it for the big bucks. You want to be very rich. That's your plan. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure that's the plan that will get me very rich. Oh, because, that's not. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, maybe <laughs> no, not. Not education and not the nonprofit world, so no. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. All right. Well. But I love being with mm. kids, so maybe. And I, I like peop- jobs that are more hands-on and, like, uh, I work with people because I really, I feel I can do a good job at that. And I like being with people. That that was the, my whole deal when I was working with JDC. It was like a people's job. I worked with also a lot of young professionals from JDC and Twine, the the young adults who came to India. And also a lot of the senior citizens I worked with for our programs, kids. So that's that's what I enjoy. And I probably look forward to doing the same thing here. If I well, I believe you that you're good at it just from meeting you today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Man, what would you, what would you tell um, people young people in India right now, like you, you're here, you're in Israel, you're thinking maybe you're, you're wondering about maybe moving here eventually for the long haul. What, like, what would you tell people, young people in India about your experience or just in in general, like the Jewish Indian community about your experience and about moving to Israel? Like, do you think that more people should move from India? Do you think Uh, the Indian community should stay and grow there? I would love for that, but I don't think I'm in a position to like tell people about their decisions about making Aliyah. It's totally up to them. And if somebody wants to, we we don't stop them. And if they don't want, if they prefer staying, it's up to them. But like, I'm also still in the process of deciding. I haven't decided yet. Like going back to India could be one of my options, but I'm definitely like, if I'm like, if I have to tell them, like if, if you're considering Aliyah, maybe it will be nice to like, come here in one of the long-term programs like Masa or something else. But like just for you to get an experience of what it is like and then that will definitely help you make a decision about like, like, do you like your life here? Do you see yourself living here? Do you want to move here? Do you see this as your future? Or do you not see it? And maybe you want to go somewhere else or like stay in India and you can compare and you can take time to like make that decision. So yeah, that's what I would tell them. Because for me, it's it's amazing. I'm loving this. And you're saying Ashdod is where a lot of Indian Olim live? Like, that's a strong... Where else are there Indian communities here in Israel? Ashdod, for sure. But also in Ramle and Lud, a lot of Indian uh, mm. Jewish people. Yeah. I have a lot of family in Ashdod, Lud and Ramle. I don't love hanging out in Ramle and Lud so much, but Ashdod is a beautiful city. I love Ashdod. And I hear there's really good Indian food in Ramle. In Ramle? Yeah, also in Ashdod. I haven't been, but like my host family does me. They went to an amazing Indian restaurant in Ashdod. And I'm like, yeah, most probably because there are so many Jews there. So. Hmm. I have like family who made Aliyah like 
many, many years ago and they're right now in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. But people who made Aliyah much later, they're in Ashdod and uh, Rameh. You know, we don't get commercials, but maybe the Indian restaurant in Ashdod should sponsor this episode, I think. <laughs> if we're saying they're so good. Next time I'll try it. Ashdod. Yeah, it's going to be good. I just wanted to know if you get tired of people asking you this because it, it's a funny thing. Like, I guess I don't really get tired of of Sabra's asking me about America, but there are so many like more Americans and they have so much American culture around them. They don't have that many questions about America. But do you get tired of people asking you about your experience as an Indian Jew here in Israel? Do you feel like, uh, like I'm your... Mm, not really. I don't mind it. It's cool. That, okay, that's good. a lot of what I did for like my previous job also, especially when I worked with the American, the Entwine Young Professionals. Like they came to India. We had a professional tour guide who would do most of the talking, but like we'd always have like conversations on the bus and other things where I would like tell mm -hmm. them and they would have questions for me. I don't mind. It's fun answering them. If they want to learn, then I'm Excellent. more than happy to like share. Clearly you're a very good teacher. We can I'm see saying that. education. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the right field. I'm saying. Well, Mayan, thank you so much for joining us. It was so interesting to learn about your experience. And we're we're really glad that you're having such a positive experience with Masa here. It sounds like it's a really great opportunity to to just experience something new and and come to Israel and um and you know, be in that space where you can really uh, ex experiment and then d decide if this is a place that you ultimately want to move to. So it's it's awesome that you came to share your story with us. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and good luck. <sighs> thank you. Okay. Um, so this is the end of the episode, but we don't have to stop the recording. Bye bye. Masa Israel Journey is dedicated to shaping a promising future for the young Jewish individual, the global Jewish community, and the connection to the state of Israel. Masa offers life-transforming, long-term opportunities in Israel that allows fellows to create their own future. Check out MasaIsrael.org for more info.